guys, this is Laugh So You Don't Cry. I'm Mike, and with me is my wife, Paige. What up? We are two grown adults who love each other. <laughs> sometimes we're grown adults. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> two people who love each other, uh, who are parents to four kids and living in the Nashville area. And we have some stories in our lives. Some we things to say. Some things to say. So thanks for joining us. Um, yep. Buckle up. Hey, babe. Tell me about a story that makes you smile and or laugh. Man, I love when you call me babe. <laughs> I like it when you call me big papa. All right, so uh, a story that makes me laugh. Uh, side note, Mike wants a vanity plate so bad for his car that says big papa. Paige can't justify the extra $70 a year. Absolutely not. I'm cheap. Story for me. Okay, so we, we were living in Spokane. Uh, you remember that? And... Uh, we were at the 2522 apartment, and we were super poor at the time. So yeah. poor. Mike was working nights, and I was a nanny during the day, and we only saw each other like one day a week. Mm -hmm. I was because I working six days a week. Yeah, and I got off at 4, and he, got, he started work at 4.30, so by the time I got home, he was already gone. Yeah, so uh, she was newly pregnant at the time, and we scrounged up some money, and went on a date to the Olive Garden. I mean, we were so fancy friends. Dude, listen. Olive Garden back then, that was some real fancy stuff for us. So we went out, <laughs> we got all dressed up, we went to Olive Garden, and we ate. We, and we ate, ate. We ate. That bottomless breadstick and salad, man, let me tell you. Um, when I'm pregnant, nothing really sounds good. I have food aversions when I'm pregnant, and so I really wanted to have... Olive Garden because it's fresh, the yeah, salad the part salad, of it. I love it. Uh, so it was great. We had a great night out. We haven't seen each other, so it's just really nice. And we head back to the apartment. I think the dinner was $70. Um, something like that. It was expensive. Anyway, so probably because of the cannolis or the little gel little shots at the end. Of the yeah, little those little um, small cakes that are so good. <laughs> so we're walking back to the apartment. Uh, and she walks by our neighbor's house, and our, the trash was sitting out front because that's where the trash sat. And it smelled so bad, friends. Paige goes, "Oh no!" And she goes, <clears throat> and she just vomits. She throws up the seventy dollars worth, worth of, of Olive Garden, Garden all over the ground, and probably I think he threw up like three times in like ten to fifteen seconds. He just wouldn't stop. And, and we walked past it, and I remember going. Well, there goes that seventy dollars. Yep. yep, and I'm like, do like. Well, at least I got to eat mine. <laughs> like, I enjoyed mine. Yeah, that was uh, that always makes me laugh thinking about that. Let's talk about our kids. Oh, let's talk. You know what? 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 What's one thing that parents do so well, and that is talk about talk our kids. About our kids. <laughs> Especially new parents. It's like, oh my gosh, look at all these pictures they did, and like, look at the, oh look at they're sitting up, oh. <laughs> If you know us in real life, IRL, we have four kids. We name our kids really weird things because you can. Listen, you can name your kids whatever you want to. Your mother-in-law will say something. Oh my gosh. That's probably one of my favorite reasons for naming my kids what we name them because I know what it does to my mother-in-law. Love you, Nana. And your mom. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true, but, you know, she's not as vocal as your mom. This <laughs> so, is true. This is true, uh, guys. This is so true. So we have four kids. A, we have Zayo Adelaide, who is our almost seven-year-old. We have Memphis Laser Wolf. That's right, Laser Wolf. Ellie. Uh, Mike, wanted me to, <laughs> Mike wanted me to name him 
or us to name him Laser, middle name Wolf. And I told him that was way too much commitment. So we settled on Memphis, middle name Laser, Wolf. It's the butchering from Fiddler on the Roof, so it's Lazar Wolf, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and then we have our third child, who is our two-year-old. Zola uh, Jonesetta. Zola Jonesetta. Do you all know Jonesy. the band Jonesetta? Man, that was a good time. And then we have our three-month-old, uh, Wonder Detroit. Mike really wanted me to name um, a kid Detroit earlier, and we had originally gonna we were gonna name Zola Harlow Detroit, um, but the Lord Himself named Zola. Why not? We we'll tell that story in a little bit. So the Lord didn't name Wonder. No, mm -mm, that's okay. not how that works. Well, I just wonder where you're still going with that. Part so of story. Mike and I we met in college. Um, he snatched me up right as it was my last semester. He was two years in at that point. He's older, but went to our college a little later in life. He and had some other college. For those of you guys wondering, those single men out there, how do you find a good woman? Well, you just wait till you're a little older and then go to a college with younger girls. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. <laughs> but it works. Well, so I fell in love with Mike for a vast majority of reasons, but one of them was that I loved how he acted with kids. He, when we were dating, were you a volunteer at church or were you on staff at that point? I was uh, staff in the nursery. Uh, he, oh, then he hired me. We were dating at this point. I was her boss in the nursery. It, it did was, not go over it was well. Awesome. It did not go over well. <laughs> at one point, I, I like quickly side eyed him and I was like, "You won't tell me what to do." <laughs> but then. And then we up, got married. You ended up doing exactly what I told you to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I really appreciated that Mike is really great with kids. It's one of his best qualities for sure. Um, I still to this day say I did not know that dads like Mike existed. I didn't know that someone could genuinely love and be all about their kids and want to hang out with them and yearn to... Um, know them like that they are little people that you get to love i love little people what about you did you ever think you'd be a dad no not at all i, I think i've told you that plenty of times in the, in the past I, mean, I think every time we get pregnant and then we give birth i'm like never thought i'd be here <laughs> yeah no i, I didn't so I, grew, I grew up without a dad so you know it never thought to ever be one never wanted to be one Never had any role models be like one, so it's weird how it comes so natural to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I still get very frustrated with our children and sometimes don't want to be the best dad, but I think, I don't know, it just comes so natural. And now it's like that thing, you know, like, you know those like baseball players who are really cocky or those like football guys who are like, I'm the man, I'm the man, you know, like that, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of how I'm becoming. Uh. I don't brag often, but if I do brag, it's about me being a dad. He's a great dad. So when I got pregnant with Zayo, Mike was working nights, like we just said, and I was working days. Um, and he ended up, we moved to Tennessee six weeks after having birth. Oh, if you was... want to talk about a fun thing to do, moving six weeks after giving birth to your first kid, you're already in a whirlwind of not knowing how we to parent. Had so much crap. We, I think I think we had more then than we do now. No, in that's that one not apartment. true. It feels like it. I drove across the country. Um, so, if, as a dad, a brand new dad with a with a newborn, I got 
like four or five days on the road to myself. So uh, lots of coffee, lots of cigarettes, and lots of music. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I'll be fully honest. It was like, this is like a little vacation for me, uh, except for the 12 hours of driving. That was not fun. Yeah, one, going from zero to one kids, that was, for me, I would say the hardest transition up until the fourth kid came along. Um, it was it was hard because you had to get a, a mind shift. You could go to movies at midnight and you just have to deal with being tired the next day. You, if you didn't have to work, you could just stay in bed and sleep. You didn't have to get up ever and physically do something for another remember, kid. Remember going to coffee shops? Like, hey, uh, hey, I want a cup of coffee. Let's go to the coffee shop. And then like five hours later, like, we had to, we've been to this coffee shop all day. Want to go have dinner? Gosh. That seems like such a lifetime. It does. It really does. I mean, it's only been seven years. Gosh, it feels like forever, though. It does feel like it. But also, it doesn't feel like I... I feel like I've always known Zayo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then we had... We lived in Tennessee for about a year and a half and got pregnant with Memphis. Mm-hmm. And... I, my favorite story about Memphis, Memphis is our sensitive kid. I guess we didn't go over Zayo. Zayo is very vivacious. Um, Zayo is Mike as a, as a kid. We, people always tell me that she feel, they feel like Zayo is me, but Zayo is absolutely Mike. She's a, she's a feeler. She's a, she feels deeply. Like she, she's, she's always concerned about other people and how they're feeling. And she's, um, she'll go, Daddy, but I can't make my heart stop. My heart needs a minute to process it. When she's crying or upset about something. And Gosh, she is such a feeler. Yeah, I don't think she's, Paige has ever... When, when, <laughs> when she gets like that, I look at Mike and I say, You know how to do this. I don't, I don't know how to do this. I, until we went to counseling, I used to pride myself on not, fe- not being a feeler. Until we found out that's a bad thing, y'all. Yeah, like first day of counseling, our counselor's like, that's not great. That's not okay. We've been working on it for the No, past. he looked at me and he was like, and you, you got to get your emotions under control. He <laughs> did not. Uh, so anyways, then about, we lived in Tennessee for about a year and a half and we got pregnant with Memphis, Memphis Laser Wolf. My favorite story about Memphis is I had just given birth to him and I'm looking at him. He's like in that little plastic thing that's right beside your bed. And I swear to you, he asked me to hold him as a newborn. And I have not put Memphis down since. That's the epidural talking. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But he, he spent his first year fully attached to me. Mm -hmm. He weighed like 30, 40 pounds on his first birthday. I mean, this guy was a monster. I was so thankful when he could learn how to walk because... Carrying that kid up the stairs was a... Gosh, it was a beast. Um, I love Memphis because he's my only boy, but he has taught me how to be a dad on a whole different level, you know, because I'm I'm very sensitive with my kids um, because that's just how I am naturally. But one thing I'm not as a, um, an, like an aggressor, I guess that would be the word. Like, well, your dad like does that like buddy buddy nudge. So thing yeah, so to you. the the guy who I consider to be my dad, um, he would always nudge me and like 
he was like, that's what you do with guys. Like, you nudge each other, you know, like, you, you'd be rough with each other, you know, you're, you're roughhouse. And you, and it, that's just a foreign concept to me because uh, I didn't grow up with that, um, which we'll get into that in later episodes, I guess. But, <clears throat> but Memphis, he's all boy. So even though he's sensitive, he's still all boy. I mean, like, I get kicked in the shin, karate chopped uh, <laughs> all the time. And, like, I love rolling around on the ground with him and, like, holding him down on the ground while he's trying to squirm away and laughing. Memphis is joy wrapped up in a body. Mm-hmm. He is pure happiness. At the same time, Memphis is very empathetic. And he, when his feelings are hurt, they're really, 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 yeah. really hurt. You cut real deep, real fast on Memphis. And the, I mean, I from day one, mm-hmm. we couldn't. Um, Zaya was very independent. She did not want to be held. She, we cried it out with her. Memphis slept in our bed. <laughs> he, yep. even though Mike swore no kid would ever sleep in our bed. It's all about survival. It's all about survival. And then we had Zola. Zola. Zola Jonesetta. So well, really quick. So with Zola Jonesetta, yeah, um, Jonesy, we, we were actually at a, we had started marriage counseling mm, two, three months before we found out we were pregnant with, with, with Zola. And uh, we were actually at a marriage retreat. Like it was a weekend. And it was, in, it was sorry, it was a marriage counseling intensive let me and just I tell you, there's nothing retreating nothing about retreating. this. It was intensive. Um, but Paige thought she was pregnant. So during our no, little lunch break. This is what happened. I was, you know how you do, you kind of count and you're like, wait a second, where's my period? Was my period supposed to be here? It's at the end of the sentence. Mm. And it was not at the end of that month, I'll tell you that. And I think I was a couple, like maybe four or five days late. Yep. And um, we had been trying to get pregnant. We had miscarried, mm-hmm. tried to get pregnant. I think we were a year into the pregnancy journey. That's our baby. That's, that's wonder. That's wonder. <laughs> uh, we were a year into the pregnancy journey and really struggling, and we were in counseling for a slew of other reasons. So it was kind of like the last thing on our mind at that point. And I started calculating, and I went, um, I went into the Walgreens bathroom, got a you know, pregnancy test paid for it, went to the Walgreens bathroom, peed on it. It was positive. And I truly, I lifted my hands to the Lord and I said, he has seen me. And immediately the Lord told me peace. So that's what I think about Zola. Zola is a very stoic child. Um, If I'm going to be super honest, she's the child that I've had the hardest time attaching myself to. Mm. Uh, I thought it was because I went back to work two weeks after having her. Um, I was trying to prove it to myself that I could do it. It was not, my employer didn't try to get me back that soon. It was me. And I thought it was that, but as she's now two, as she's grown up, um, and also as we've had wonder, I'm realizing that it, it was just a personality thing. Like, there are just some personalities that are harder to connect to than others. And, yeah. and Wonder, or Zola, I mean. Number three. Number three. <laughs> um, there's Wonder again. <laughs> Zola was just a personality type that she um, has resting bee face. 
and she doesn't smile very often. She's not a giggly baby. She was no. not a giggly baby. She's not a giggly baby. She just was kind of there, and she kind of looked at you. She's like the Daria of our children. She is, and Mike and I are very, very loud. We're outgoing. We make up songs for no purpose at all. So it was very weird. But but now that she's getting older, like she's two, she just turned two a month ago, two months ago. She's she's really coming into her own. Um, she had, but she was very stoic. She didn't she didn't connect with really with me and Paige that much. I will say having Wonder has been incredible because she thinks that Wonder is her own personal baby doll. Baby. Yeah, she goes baby, baby, and then she gets Zola whatever or Wonder whatever she thinks that Wonder needs. And so that's been really great, having Zola wake up. We, we say that Wonder woke Zola up, and we've been able to laugh and joke around, and she's been way more fun. See, with, with Zayo, Zayo is my firstborn. She's my, she's my daughter. So, like, me and her relationship is super deep, like super rooted. Like, we are, we are thick as thieves. And then me and Memphis. Oh, they're besties for the resties. Yeah, like, and me, but me and Memphis... He calls me his best buddy, you know, like we're, we're pals, you know, like we, it's just, it's, it's a, there's a sweetness there, but with Zola, like, I, like I'm, I, I'm falling in love with Zola and like she, she runs around the house and I tell Paige, like it's a little mini you because she <laughs> looks just like her. She does have, out of all of our kids, all of our kids look just like me, mm -hmm. but out of all of our kids, she, she is identical to my baby photos. And so it's kind of like seeing Paige as a baby running around and man, like she's, she's becoming sweet. And she's becoming flirty too. She's doing oh, that man. two year old, like, let me tell no. you, let me tell you, no. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids. Like they're 20 and like, Dad, I'm like, okay, here's my wallet. Um, yeah, and then we had Wonder. Wonder, um, you will learn about us and our story. Wonder is kind of our redemption baby because we had a miscarriage in between Zola and Wonder. No, we didn't. Thought we did, didn't we? No, <laughs> we've had a miscarriage in between, between Zayo and Memphis. Memphis. That's right. Memphis and, and Zola. That's right. And I thought, I mean, if the pattern continued, then Wonder. We thought, yeah. We um, had a really hard year while I was pregnant, mm -hmm. and that's another, that is an entire podcast mm -hmm. episode in itself, and so we do, we call Wonder our redemption baby, um, because while I was going through by far, and I'm not saying this lightly, the, the hardest year of my entire life, every night I could hold my own tummy and thank the Lord that he gave me this precious gift. Yeah. Wonder has been our hardest baby. Oh, guys. And, um, and to speak to that, she's, 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 she's not easy. Really, she's not really she's a, a great baby. kid. She's not really a hard baby. She, I will, t uh, this is what I tell everyone, is that going from three to four kids is, there's just so many kids running around. Like, there are so many bodies moving at all times. I think we were, like, two days from being home in the hospital, and all the kids were upstairs here, and they were all running around, and Paige is trying to breastfeed. And Paige looks at me, and she's like, there is so much going on right now. And you could just <laughs> feel the chaos in the air. And what's really funny is Paige always wanted to have, like, eight kids, and I was always I like... I still do. So I was like, oh, let's have two, you know, and, like, 
after sneaking babies by after like when she was pregnant with wonder i was like i'm done like i'm, I'm getting the snip we're done and she Paige is like no we're not and, and i was like I, did I, you know that you have to sign a permission slip essentially for people who get vas- men who get vasectomies in, in tennessee i don't know if it's tennessee it's or just, just tennessee, state yeah. oh well but uh so i, I just told mike I, that i was i think not. that's an urban legend <laughs> just to keep men from going <laughs> Get it done. I'm gonna find. I'll let you guys know. Next episode is gonna be uh, Mike in the vasectomy. I told um, Mike that I wasn't gonna sign the permission form, so he could tell him all he wanted that he was gonna get a vasectomy. I want to go on the field trip, mom. <laughs> um, so, so, well, but I, but I told Paige, I'm like, I'm done, and she goes, Well, I'm gonna pray to the Lord that He softens your heart, and I said, Perfect. I'm gonna pray to the Lord that He hardens your heart, and why don't we both pray and we'll see who wins. I think I said that. I'm positive I said that. Either way. Either way, I, I was totally open to if the Lord wanted to change my heart, that's cool. But I thought that I wanted to have a ton of kids. And you know what? I will say pretty immediately after she was born, mm-hmm. my eyes were as big as like golf balls. And I was like, I can't. The this veil is... was torn, baby. <laughs> and I said, okay, we're done. The blind could see. I told Mike <laughs> that he was in charge of getting his own st- Snip, snip, scheduled. I'm not doing that. And, and until I can get that GoFundMe approved. No uh, way. I've just been microwaving a lot of food really close. <laughs> You've been standing really close I've to the standing microwave? standing really, really close to it. Yep. Um, <laughs> so parents to four kids. Parents to four kids is, 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 is very hard. Um, gosh, we had to sell your car and get a minivan. I mean, like, just all this stuff. And then just like, like this morning, one woke up. Which caused the, the other, other one, one to wake, wake up. up. And then the other one, in the other room, mind you, heard them and then woke up. And so dad's in charge of three kids now. And I remember I got, I got two of them to settle and the other one to settle. And I closed the door and Paige comes walking out into the hallway. And he, I was goes, so, I was like, he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm waking up. We had decided as a family we're going to start getting in routines waking up at six, doing the whole thing. And I was like, I'm waking up. And I was like, I've got 20 more minutes of sleep. I'll kill you. I was so... so I came out and I got the kids dressed for school today. And Paige let me go back to sleep for, what, 40 minutes? It was incredible. I took all the kids with me to drop off. It it was something. Paige is the, the queen of taking all the kids. Me, I'll take one. Yeah, so Mike will be running an errand, and I'm like, okay, which kid are you going to take? And he's like, none. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Every time I get out the door, you're like, okay, who are you taking The outside you? is dangerous, Paige. No, the outside's not dangerous. That's where criminals are. <laughs> we can take our kids. Yeah, so the parenting, this, this is a balance. We've learned a lot about each other in this way. Um, Paige is an incredible mom. She's... She's also a really good disciplinary, which usually that's the dad's position. And don't get me wrong. So no, you I. discipline. I discipline, sure. but but she's the sounding wall. I would say. Is that the right word to say? Sure. Um, we really like. We love to have a lot of fun in our house, and we yell and scream and laugh and joke for no reason. Like oh, we're yeah. just like all yelling nonsense, um, but I I want our home to be fun, but our home will be respectful. If there was a piece of advice that you could give about being a parent, what would it be? 
I'm putting you on the spot. I more, I'm going to turn this into what I want my kids to know. (laughs) (laughs) I want more than anything, more than anything in the entire world, for my kids to know that they are wanted, that they are valued, that they are loved, that they are a joy and a delight, not something I, someone or something that I put up with. Uh, and I feel like the older I am and the more people I meet, that is something that they wish that their parents had told them. So it is my life mission to tell my kids how absolutely loved and adored they are. They are our lives. They're Hmm. incredible humans that we get to know. Um, I deeply love people. I... Um, One of the saddest realizations I had in my life was that I would never get to know all kinds of people all over. Um, One of the greatest things about uh, our school, our college that we went to, is that it gathered all kinds of people from all over. Um, We had people from like Africa and Europe and all over the United States and Australia and we all got to know each other and one of the things that I, makes me so sad when I think about it is that there are people that could be my best friends all over the United States and the world, and I don't know them, and I will never know them. And that is so sad to think about. Like, it is so sad to think about. Anyways, this is so off topic. I want my kids to know that they are loved and valued and cared for. My best parenting advice is to tell your kids that. What about you, babe? Now that you've had time to think about it, that's not fair. Listen, um, I've got a lot of advice about being a parent. so Don't go number two by yourself. Go ahead and just or go number two by and, yourself. And settle in for this. Mm-hmm. No, um, I think what I'm learning right now is that this whole parenting thing for everybody, one, one kid, ten kids, four kids, um, it's yours. It's, it's your parenting. You know, like take advice from other people. You know, learn from what you can and apply it. But the reality is that every moment is yours as a parent and it's yours to share with your kids. And it's like, it's such a privilege. So like take those moments and do whatever you want with them. Like have fun with it. Do it, do it your way. And I mean, for like, it's so stupid. Just the other night, Zale lost a tooth and she put it underneath her pillow. Oh my like, gosh. I think this is your best parenting moment like ever. A, it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, she comes out of her room. She came out and she was like, the tooth fairy hasn't been here yet. What the crap's going on? No, she said the tooth fairy never came. The tooth fairy never came. That's right. And I was like, oh, well, he'll, he'll, she'll be here, you know, whenever. Just go back to bed. I promise. Blah, 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 blah. So then I waited a little bit for her to fall asleep. And I went and got like a hat on and like an old work vest and some other He had like this. He's underselling it. He had a broom. He had a fluorescent vest. He had one of the kids' knit beanies on with like a little pom-pom on top. I had my vavuzula. He had a vavuzula. That's what it was. And I caught him going in, and I was like, what is he doing? I stood outside her door, and I was like, and I was like, the tooth fairy is here. (laughs) The tooth fairy is nigh. (laughs) We love love the office. It's like Yeah, he was pretending to be like. But I went in, and I I got her tooth, and. And then, like, I went out and I came back in after I got, in, you know, like, changed back in my regular clothes. And I was like, Zayo, what was all that noise? <laughs> and, and she was like, 
it was the tooth fairy dad. <laughs> and like, she's too cool for school. She's too cool for school. But that, that's the thing is like, I, I took that moment. I made it my own. I made it one that I'll remember. He came into our uh, bedroom dressed like this figurative tooth fairy. And I said, what are you doing? What did you say? Oh, you were like, what's that big yellow, yellow thing on your chest? It's the orange vest. It's my vest, by the way. And I, and I was like, I stared at her. I'm like, the son will get hit by a car, you dummy. <laughs> so, Which normally we don't talk to each other like that, but it was very funny. But it was, it was the right moment. Um, yeah, so th- that, that's my advice. Just seize the moment. Yeah, do the silly thing. Do the, do the silly things. Make a fool of yourself. Man, kids eat that mess up. Like, if you're in a room full of parents and they're all stuffy, be the one that makes things super awkward, but fun awkward, because your kids will appreciate it. Yeah, I think back in my childhood, and I think the times that I remember most is when my kid, when my mom played with me. Mm-hmm. Those moments stand out, and I'm not necessarily I'm. Fun, I, it, fun comes easy to me, but like sitting and playing with Barbie dolls, that's just not my thing. But um, in Tennessee, it snowed really hard, and we were out of school for a week. And that entire week, while we went sledding with our kids, mm-hmm. I went sledding with the kids um, because that's a memory that I want them to have: is that mom goes and does the fun things. Yeah, that's a good memory. Well. Thanks for hanging out with us, friends. Thanks for listening to us be able to talk about being parents. And uh, hopefully you guys are encouraged by it. If not, well, try harder. <laughs> Go and do the silly thing. And last so you don't cry. Love you, babe. Love you, babe.